Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, they'll be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Hello listeners, my name is Ify and I'm delighted you have tuned in today. Um, a special thanks goes to Pastor Georgia, I did a segment of this ministry for this wonderful opportunity to share the word. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. Thank you so much for the privilege to share your word. Your word says that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And I pray that direction comes as we hear your words today in Jesus' name. Amen. The last time I was on, I started a message I entitled, Go With God. And today I'll be concluding that message. So this is Go With God Part 2. And you can access the Part 1 of this message on our website, spreadthewordglobalministries.org. And I share that the Lord wants us to bear his name, Emmanuel, God with us in mind through every season of our lives, not just at the Christmas season. And God wants us to live aware of the truth that he's always with us. He wants us to acknowledge him, to get to know him intimately in all our ways, you know, in our roles as either a spouse, a sibling, in our jobs, our businesses, in our relationships. He wants us to include him, to depend on him, to look to him and his Says he would direct our paths and keep us on track. We started to look at 2 Timothy chapter 1 from verses 13 to 14, and I'll read it from the Amplified. It says, Hold fast and follow the pattern of wholesome and sound teaching which you have heard from me in all the faith and love which are for us in Christ Jesus. Verse 14 says, Guard and keep with the greatest care the precious and excellently adapted truth which has been entrusted to you by the help of the Holy Spirit who makes his home in us. You know, we have been entrusted the word of God. And here Paul encourages us to hold it fast, to guard it, to protect the word. And thank God we have the help of the Holy Spirit to do so. You know, we're not meant to live the Christian life in our own strength. God wants to live in and through us by the power of the Holy Spirit. And it's important to note here that the help of the Holy Spirit does not exclude our cooperation and our participation. It is us and Him working hand in hand as we trust Him and acknowledge Him in all our ways. You know, when we go with God, He ensures that we arrive at His proposed destination for us, which I tell you is so much better than anything we can dream of by ourselves. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, Paul speaking here said, For this reason I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. You know, Paul had admitted in the previous verses that he was being persecuted because of the gospel, but he says here that he's not ashamed. Why? You see, Paul had deep convictions about the things he preached and who he believed. And so nothing, not even persecution, could faze him or distract him from his purpose. Paul committed his life and his call to God, and he was convinced that God was able to keep him. And you know, there can be no keeping on the Lord's part if there is no commitment on our part. 
So have you been intentional in committing your plans this year to the Lord? Proverbs 16.3 says, Roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly to Him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to His will, and so shall your plans be established and succeed. Wow, what a promise. When we subject all our plans, our actions and activities, our goals to the scrutiny of the Lord, it gives him something to work with. He's able to sift out the areas that are not in agreement with his plans for us. And then in our communion with him, he begins to download his thoughts to us. And then we see our thoughts becoming agreeable to his. Are you fully persuaded that he will keep what you've committed to him? You see, your conviction is what gives you the same power to hold on when you're tempted to give up. Are you going with God this year? Will you be intentional about stewarding his presence in your life? You know, it's amazing to know that at the beginning of Matthew, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, the prophecy concerning the Messiah's birth introduced him to us as Emmanuel, God with us. And at the end of the book of Matthew, in Matthew 28, 20, just before Jesus left the earth, as he commissioned them, he ended with, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You know, it's not a coincidence that at the very beginning and at the end of Matthew, the Lord is reminding us and reassuring us of his ever abiding presence with us. Oh, I pray that we'll start our day and end our day with the awareness of his presence with us. You see, we live in the world of men and disappointments can arise, you know, as a result of the failure of a spouse, a sibling or a friend, you know, that, you know, maybe they are not there for us when we need it. But the truth is only God has the capacity and ability to be there for us 100% of the time. And that is why time and time again, he shifts our focus back to him. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, he tells us that, you know, as we run life's marathon race, we do so letting go of every wound that has pierced us and the sin we so easily fall into. And he says to look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, not to look to our spouse or our friends or our pastors or our political leaders, but looking unto Jesus. You know, Jesus never lost sight of his mission, neither should we. He had his eyes on the prize, you and I. And so he endured the agony of the curse and conquered humiliation. You know, I pray for grace for us to keep our focus on our mission here on earth. And if you don't know what your mission is, just go back to the one who made you and ask him. He will reveal it to you. You know, I personally cherish Papa God's assurance of his presence with us. Like I mentioned earlier, we live in a world of men. And, you know, we can fail each other, whether intentionally or unintentionally, but God cannot fail us. His promises are yes in Christ. You know, the lack of manifestation is never on his own end of the creation. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 16 to 17, we see Paul telling Timothy about his experience during his first defense before the emperor. And I'll be reading from the New King James. It says, at my first defense, no one stood with me, but all forsook me. May it not be charged against them. Verse 17, but the Lord, you know, I love the but the Lord's in the scripture. It says, but the Lord stood with me and strengthened me so that the message might be preached fully through me and that all the Gentiles might hear. Also, I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. 
You see, this was a very sad situation for Paul. You know, he had been instrumental in the salvation and transformation of so many lives. And yet in his time of need, at this point in time, no one stepped up to his defense. They were all, you know, probably scared for their own lives. And you see, I believe that there's a lesson in this for us. It's so easy to get discouraged and stop being a blessing when we feel like no one appreciates or recognizes our labors of love and our sacrifices. But I want to encourage us to leave for the audience of one like Paul did. In in Colossians chapter 3 verse 23, it says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Paul lived this and we see him praying for those who had abandoned him. He didn't stop preaching the word or being a blessing to those same people. He was not bitter or not resentful. You know, this shows us the condition of Paul's heart. No one stood with him, but the Lord stood with him and strengthened him. You know, this scripture confirms what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5b, which which should bring a lot of comfort to us. And I want to read it from the Amplified. It says, for he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fill you nor give you up nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down or relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. What a promise. You know, I pray that this scripture will be imprinted on our hearts as we go through life day by day, knowing that even when we feel alone, we're never alone and we're never without support. You know, Paul's awareness of the presence of God with him accomplished a number of things in his life. First, he was strengthened. That is, he was empowered and supernaturally enabled to preach to the people he was sent to. That is the Gentiles. In other words, Paul lived conscious of the presence of God with him and that empowered him to carry out his assignments. You know, if we are going to fulfill our assignments here on earth, we need his presence with us. And yes, he's always with us, but our awareness of his presence is what makes a difference in our lives. It activates his workings in our lives like it did for Paul. And you know, you can have a thousand dollars in the bank, but for that money to be useful to you, you have to draw on it. It's the same here. Your awareness and consciousness of his presence with you draws on his power as you as and, and draws on his power and you see him working on your behalf. So throughout your day, you know, engage the Lord. Lord, I love you. You know, thank you that you're with me. Thank you that you're working this for me. I mean, you're working all things together for my good. And you know, engaging him that way pulls on his ability and his part to go out to be to, to go to work on our behalf. And it also reminds us that the Almighty One is with us and for us. Secondly, Paul was delivered out of the mouth of a lion. That is his adversary. There is protection in his presence. We see another benefit of the Lord's presence in Joseph's life. In Genesis chapter 39, verses 2 to 4, in the Amplified, it says, But the Lord was with Joseph, and he, though a slave, was a successful and prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and the Lord made all he did to flourish and succeed in his hand. So Joseph pleased Potiphar and found favor in his sight, and he served him, and his master made him supervisor over his house, and he put all he had in his charge. We see here that the presence of God with Joseph caused him to obtain favor with his master, though he was a slave. You know, it doesn't matter today where you find yourself. Even in the most mundane kind of job or the worst of situations, God can make something beautiful out of your life when you live aware of Him and walk with Him. 
Joy also comes when we live aware of His presence with us. In Psalm chapter 16, verse 11, it says, You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. And you know, this is not joy that is dependent on our circumstance, but on our beholding Him and shifting our focus on Him and all that He is as we trust Him. You know, I want to encourage us today to go with God, Emmanuel, because He's with us. You know, there are times when our circumstances don't reveal the presence of the Lord. But even in those instances, do not lose heart because He's faithful. You know, Charles Spurgeon said this. He said, God is too good to be unkind and He's too wise to be mistaken. And when we cannot trace His hand, we must trust His heart. How true. You know, this is a statement of a man who knew his God. You know, the right knowledge of God builds confidence in us and it empowers us to do exploits in his name because we know him and we trust his heart. Will you take the time to get to know our Heavenly Father and build your trust in him? You know, for you to have a thriving relationship, you have to invest time in that relationship. A healthy relationship does not happen as a result of a one-time event. You know, and I pray that we would, you know, learn to stay in His presence, to know Him for ourselves, and to build our confidence and our trust in Him. You know, I pray today that we would have God encounters that birth such deep convictions in us. And I pray that we'll be fully persuaded as a result of those encounters to believe Him and keep our focus on Him at all times. You know, today you might not know the Lord as your Savior, and you might be wondering, who is this God? You know, it's possible you've heard about Him, but do you know Him? It would be my utmost joy to lead you in the prayer of salvation, if you'd like to give your life to Him. You can say this prayer after me, Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to You. I believe that You died and was raised from the dead. I repent of my sins. Come into my heart today and be my Lord and Savior. Thank you for the grace to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to God's family. I encourage you to find a Bible-believing church and become part of the church family. You can also contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org. I'll be happy to send you some materials as you begin your walk with the Lord. Remember, Emmanuel, God is with you. Stay with Him and go with Him. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-377. 7745. Thank you. Bye for now.